I praise the Lord today and every day. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16, verses 1 to 3. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The preparations of the heart. The Knox Bible, man's heart is ever full of devising. From the Lord comes the ordering of right speech. His own path man scans, and nothing sees amiss. But the divine balance weighs our thoughts. Share with the Lord the burden of all thy doings, if thou wouldst be sincere in thy intent. The preparations of the heart, arrangements, plans, preparations, the counsels of the heart. You know, it might be easier to live this holy life if the preparations of the heart didn't belong to us. If the Lord would just take over. If the Lord would negate free will. Cancel man's role as the preparer. Surely this would produce proper preparation. Surely this would cause us to live in accordance with the perfect will of God. Yet it isn't so. The Bible says that the preparations of the heart belong to man. They belong to us. Preparation involves thinking arranging, planning. The heart speaks of the inner man, the mind and the will, inclination, resolution, and determination of will. It speaks of moral character, the seat of appetites, the seat of emotions and passions. The preparation of the heart. What are we preparing? What are we preparing in our hearts? What are we preparing to seek? The very thing and things we would seek after. The Lord is concerned with the preparations of the heart. The text states that the Lord weighs the spirits. The Bible clearly says the divine balance weighs our thoughts. The text is so pure. The New King James Version, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. 
but the Lord weighs the Spirit. The Knox Bible, his own path, man scans, and nothing sees amiss. But the divine balance weighs our thoughts. The psalmist knew this folly of man. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, this holy invitation of a man called like every other man to prepare his heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Apparently, David knew he wasn't the best judge of things. He acknowledged that he needed the Lord. He knew that he needed the Lord. He needed the Lord to search him and to know his heart, to try him and know his thoughts. What was he asking the Lord? He was asking the Lord to reveal to him if there was any error in the preparation of his heart. The message paraphrase, investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. Quite the prayer. Quite the song. Quite the invitation. From the knock, scrutinize me, O God, as thou wilt, and read my heart. Put me to the test and examine my restless thoughts. See if on any false paths my heart is set, and thyself lead me in the ways of old. We need the Lord, just as David needed the Lord. This invitation... And the truth is, regardless if there's invitation or not, the Lord tests and tries every heart, examines every heart. Blessed are those who grant Him invitation. The preparations of the heart belong to us. There is a man in Second Chronicles named Rehoboam. We're going to read the text today. If you have your paper Bible, please follow along. Second Chronicles 12. Beginning at verse 1. Now it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself that he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel along with him. And it happened in the fifth year of the king, Rehoboam, that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had transgressed against the Lord. With 1,200 chariots, 60,000 horsemen, and people without number who came with him out of Egypt, the Lubim and the Sukkim and the Ethiopians. And he took the fortified cities of Judah and came to Jerusalem. 
Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who were gathered together in Jerusalem because of Shishak and said to them, Thus says the Lord, You have forsaken me, and therefore I also have left you in the hand of Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves. And they said, The Lord is righteous. Now when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah and saying, They have humbled themselves. Therefore I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance. My wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Nevertheless, they will be his servants, that they may distinguish my service from the service of the kingdoms of the nations. What a line. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord. And the treasures of the king's house, he took everything. He also carried away the gold shields which Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made bronze shields in their place and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guard would go and bring them out. Then they would take them back into the guard room. When he humbled himself, the wrath of the Lord turned from him so as not to destroy him completely. And things also went well in Judah. Thus King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. Now Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Nama, and Ammonitus, and he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. You know, our hope of living right, of doing right in the eyes of the Lord, is to prepare our hearts to seek the Lord. This man didn't. This man did not prepare his heart, as the text says, and the Bible says that he did evil. The preparations of the heart. This in our court. The Knox Bible in ill life his. Here was no heart that learned to have recourse to the Lord. The truth is, we are all weighed in the balances. Not our own balances, the balances of the Lord. The divine balances of the Lord. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 10. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. And whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. 
The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. The preparations of the heart belong to us. There was a man named Belshazzar. We read about him in the book of Daniel. He was the son of King Nebuchadnezzar, and now he was king. These examples are in the book for a reason. The history, the truth written about these rulers, The Bible says he made a great feast. And the Bible says it was at this feast that he did unholy things with holy things. The Bible says do not mix the holy with the unholy. The account and the history is worth the read in its entirety. Daniel 5, we pick it up at verse 5. In the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his hips were loosened and his knees knocked against each other. The king cried aloud, bringing the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spoke, saying to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now all the king's wise men came, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king its interpretation. Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled. His countenance was changed, and his lords were astonished. What happened next is the queen came in, came into the banquet hall, and she tried to settle their thoughts and lift their countenance. Here's a king brought to the point where he's shaking in his boots, knees knocking against each other. And she spoke to them of a man. She mentioned a man, a man in the kingdom in whom was the spirit of the holy God, a man known in the days of his father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. An excellent spirit, the Bible says, an interpreter of dreams, solving riddles and explaining enigmas. The man's name, Daniel. The king called for the man. 
And when Daniel had come, the king sought the interpretation of the writing on the wall. Let none of his wise guys, none of his wise men could interpret. And the king promised Daniel gifts. Interpret the writing for me. Daniel 5, verse 17, Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom and majesty, glory and honor. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whomever he wished, he set up, and whomever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beast's. And his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men. And appoints over it whomever he chooses. But you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew this. And you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords, your wives, and your concubines have drunk wine from them. You have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron. Hear the word of the Lord today. Hear the Spirit. Wood and stone which do not see or hear or know, and the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Then the fingers of the hand were sent from him, and this writing was written, and this is the inscription that was written, Mene, Mene, Teko, Epharsin. This is the interpretation of each word. Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Teko, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. My, how the Lord is concerned with the heart. The preparations of the heart. Man scans his own ways, his own preparations, and sees. Nothing amiss. But a wise man puts out the invitation like King David, a man after God's own heart. He's saying, Lord, I'm not the best judge of things. I want to walk like you want me to walk. I want the preparations of my heart to be preparations that bless your heart. The kind of preparations that 
survive the divine balances of a holy God. And so he prayed a bold prayer. He sung a bold song. Search me, O God, and try me. Test me. See if there's any wicked way. And then lead me. And when you say, Lord, lead me, there's a decision already made. And that decision is, I will follow. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. If our preparations are going to survive the balances of the Lord, it'll mean humility. Humility in the eyes of the Lord. Humility before the Lord. Now, we, we may not be like this wicked king that we've read about, but we can sure learn from his story. I share these words today. You'll probably notice that, as a general rule, the sacred historians at the end of each king's reign sum up the character of the monarch and describe him as either doing evil in the sight of the Lord or doing that which was right in the sight of the Lord. They give a summary of his whole life in one or other of these sentences. And there will come a day when there will be a summary of your life and mine. And when it is given, it will run on this wise. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, or else on this blessed fashion. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. There is no other course beside these two. These characteristics comprehend all of us and the summary given in our case, as it was in the case of Rehoboam, will be given with great accuracy. It will be infallible. It will be irreversible. This man, Rehoboam, was not half as bad as some of the other kings. Still, the inspired historian was compelled to say, he did evil. He was not such an obstinate and outrageous sinner as some were. He was not an Ahab. He was not even a Manasseh. He did not live as that king did in his evil time, yet he did evil. That is the summary of his whole career. Surrender the preparations of your heart to the Lord. Wisdom today. Counsel today. The Spirit of the Lord would say, surrender your heart. Surrender the preparations of your heart to the Lord. That means speaking words and praying words and singing words like these, Lord, I don't want to prepare on my own. I need you in this. 
Lord, I surrender the preparations of my heart to you. I don't want the preparations that are unacceptable in your sight. Teach my heart to fear your name. Quicken my heart to fear your name. Search me now, Lord, for when we pass from this life, there's no longer opportunity to pray this prayer. To prepare right and change and have the Lord test us and scrutinize us and investigate our life and then lead us in accordance with His will and the preparations that He sees fit for man's heart. That's why blessed are those who pray the prayer now, who sing the song now, who invite the Lord now, that He might get a clear picture and then don't reject His findings. Rather change. Make some adjustments in life. Take His way. Embrace His preparations. And walk with Him all the days of your life. What will be the summary of your whole career? of my whole career. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Set your heart to seek the Lord. First Chronicles 22, 19. Now set your heart and soul to seek the Lord your God. A decision made. A decision set in stone and a manner of living set in motion. Well, if I invited the Lord to test and try the preparations of my heart, I might have to change some things in my world. I don't know how others are going to like that. Well, fear of God or fear of man. When we're weighed in the balances at the end of time, we can't say to the Lord, well, so-and-so, you know, Wouldn't have gone so well for relationship. You know what it would have created in my home? I would have lost friends, Lord. our hearts are set on seeking the Lord, set to seek the Lord, the preparations will not miss the mark. Listen, we do not want to be like the foolish kings of the earth that didn't prepare their hearts to seek the Lord, that didn't humble themselves before the Lord. The Bible says their hearts lifted up, hardened with pride. The words of a holy preacher it does not say that Rehoboam did evil because he was of a vicious temperament or because he had strong passions or because he was a downright, thoroughly bad fellow. No. 
He was not quite that, but he did evil because of something which he did not do. Satan finds some mischief still for idle hands to do. And as Rehoboam did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord, Satan found him evil to do, and he did it. We must prepare our hearts to seek the Lord. We must set our hearts right. We must show heart in doing what is right. Show care in serving the Lord. Show great concern in serving the Lord, committing our works to the Lord. Proverbs 16, 1-3, the preparations of the heart belong to you. Belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. In his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. What did we read in the text? The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. If for a moment today you'd grant liberty and let the Spirit speak, we know that the heart affects the tongue. The Bible says so. Luke 6, verse 45, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Wow, this changes the outlook on conversation. Dialogue, confession, declaration. You know, our speech is a treasure, and it's either good treasure or evil treasure. And the truth today is this. Only the Lord can master the tongue. You know, I wonder what kind of treasure would pour from the mouth of one whose heart is prepared to seek the Lord. Preparations of the heart belong to man. The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Prepare your heart right. Who can master the tongue? As we set our hearts right, Prepare our hearts to seek the Lord. The preparations of our hearts in right manner, good treasure will pour from our lips. It will be the Lord bringing the answer of the tongue, the wise answer, the answer that is wise in his eyes, a prepared heart seeking the Lord. What shall flow? Every answer of the Lord. The confession, the declaration, the proclamation, the announcement, the counsel, the wisdom, the guidance, the instruction, the conversation, good treasure. The preparations of the heart. The preparation of your heart belongs to you.
doesn't matter your age here today. doesn't matter who we are. What life looks like for us, how we grew up, our social standing. The preparation of my heart belongs to me. The preparations of your heart, they belong to you. Have the worship team return today. You know, on this side of eternity, in this world, there are preparations ever being made. Arrangements. We all want our arrangements and plans to pan out. May they ever be of the Lord and for the Lord. May they ever be of the Lord and for the Lord, never just in his name, but always for his glory. There are a lot of things done today in his name. but not all are done for his glory. The Lord knows the motives of the heart. Listen, preparations lead to work. Anybody ever made preparations before in life? Preparations, you prep the meal, and now guess what? You got to cook it. It takes work. Preparations lead to work in order to see them come to pass, in order to see dreams live, visions come to reality. The text reads, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. The Amplified Bible, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. Good news today, church. We can all know this life. We can all live this life. And this life is safe in the balances of the Lord. The NIV, Proverbs 19, 21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Desire His prevailing purpose. Let the preparations of thine heart be acceptable in his sight. The counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Preparations are in our court. Have you ever prayed the prayer? Lord, search me and try me. You say, well, I look, I scan my ways. I I look at the preparations of my heart. I see nothing amiss. Well, look what David was saying. He's saying, Lord, I need you. I need you to come and check me out because I look and things look right. But I want you scrutinize my life, get a clear picture of what I'm about, try and test me, and then lead me, Lord.
Show me and then lead me. Lead me. What a holy prayer. Perhaps you're here today and you don't know Jesus. Or you've heard about him. Seen him hanging on a cross. Some book. Some place. You had a grandma who used to talk about Jesus. You had a neighbor who went to church. But you don't know Jesus. You know of him, but you don't know him. I lay out this call today, and I share these words. Rehoboam, he slept with his fathers, and his son reigned in his place. But there, there he was. And where was he? Where was Rehoboam? He never sought the Lord, so perhaps when he passed out of this world, where he had shilly-shallied and vacillated, where he had been pliable and plastic to every influence, when he passed into the next world, there, there was realized by him the terror of that dreadful curse. Then they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Then was fulfilled to him that other terrible prophecy. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded but you have said at nothing all my counsel and would none of my reproof I also will laugh at your cal calamity I will mock when you fear comes think of God's laughing and mocking at a soul that has passed into eternity without him it is the most dreadful thing whatever it might mean and it will be fulfilled in you you hopeful people you plausible people you undecided people unless you prepare your heart to seek the Lord. It may be that some of you are standing at this moment on the very edge of everlasting life, and the devil can keep you there. If he can keep you there, he will be perfectly satisfied, for you will perish if you remain there. Do not satisfy him, I implore you. Almighty grace of God, come upon them now and make them each one say, I will stand here no longer. I will cross the line. I will give myself up once and for all to Jesus. That is right, you young man, you young woman. Cross the river. Burn the bridges. Sink your boats and say, "'Tis done. The great transaction's done. I am my Lord's and he is mine. He drew me and I followed on, charmed to confess the voice divine. The Lord make it so for Christ's sake. Amen. Leonard Ravenhill said these words. Five minutes after you die, you'll know 
how you should have lived. Today is the day to set things right. As Jesus receives your surrender, the preparations of the heart. Yes, five minutes inside eternity, and we will all wish that we had sacrificed more, wept more, loved more, grieved more, prayed more, sweated more, and given more. Prepare now. and Prepare right. The preparations of our hearts. Things change when the Lord becomes master. When the Lord becomes Lord, things change. Life is not the same. The preparations of the heart, though they belong to us, they're completely surrendered to the Lord. And when the Lord becomes master, at any moment, He can stroll in and say, you see that? You say, Lord, lead me. Lord, lead me. Humility and surrender. Things change when He becomes Lord, master, and king. For a servant knows preparations fitting for such. I stand in the house of the Lord today. Not even in these moments, the preparations of our hearts. Preparations of our hearts. Pray that bold prayer today. Sing that bold song the psalmist sang. Search me, O God. Try me and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in thy way everlasting.